Hello and welcome to the first episode of You, Me and STEM, a podcast hosted by Meraki Blue, a non-profit organisation based here in New Zealand. I am Swooli and I'm Aurora and we are the co-founders and your hosts for today. Our guest today is someone very, very special. If you're based in New Zealand, she might have popped up on your YouTube recommendations or even your TikTok for you page. As a current uni student, she's already achieved so many cool things from being involved in various groups in high school and volunteering for healthcare organisations to being a technology intern at AIA. Welcome, Grace Chen! Hi, Grace! Hello! Hi! Thank you for having me on today. No, thanks for coming in. No worries. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. Okay, hello everyone listening at home or wherever you are. I'm Grace, (laughs) um, and I'm currently a student at Auckland Uni and ex-Westlake girl. And yeah, I'm just very happy to be interviewed here today. Amazing, cool. So I know you're studying computer science and law, right? Yes. Do you want to talk about perhaps why you chose those two you know that's Mm. kind of an interesting combo Mm. so perhaps Mm. a little bit about that (laughs) yeah it's a very interesting combo I always get that people are always like why are you doing them together Mm. (laughs) Um, because obviously they're both very content heavy but um, in high school I think that's where I thought of the idea because I really liked English and Mm. literature and doing things like that but I also really enjoyed science and math yeah um and was quite good at them, quite good. So I was like, yeah. I want to, I, I don't want to choose, have to choose between them. I want to do both. So computer science and law just naturally felt like one of the best options for me because yeah. obviously it combines like STEAM, science, and mm. also like literature and yeah. law and history and all of that stuff. So I'd say that's probably, yeah, the main reason why. Mm, yeah. Have you found that there have been like any challenges that you mm. have come across perhaps? Um, that you haven't expected to like have issues with yeah uh for sure uni is definitely a very big change from high school I think every Mm. uni student will say that to you I think specifically with computer science I hadn't taken computer science in high school so I had a lot of learning to do and catching up once I got to university but just like in general terms like the workload is a lot more so yeah there's definitely a lot of challenges and also just change in environment like you're in a new school that basically expands across like a big portion of the city it's a lot bigger than high school and there's so many more students and uh, a lot more serious as well so Mm, it's just getting used to like the serious environment (laughs) I guess you could say. Did you find perhaps that your lack of experience in computer science Mm. had as much of an impact as you thought it would because Mm. I've heard of a lot of instances where people go into computer science without having any prior experience Mm. but perhaps you know they took maths you know yeah. they did that kind of vibe but not <laughs> perhaps like computer science itself did yeah. you find that as challenging as you thought you would or was mm. that like easier than you thought that's a really good question um it's actually yeah it's like you said it's not actually as hard as mm. i thought it would be yeah. um because the uni lecturers start from like a very easy yeah. they give you two very easy weeks at the beginning to mm. basically learn all the basics and then they start piling on everything mm, yeah. so then at that point everyone's learning together um, and learning stuff they didn't know before so it's actually not a huge disadvantage like me and my friend yeah. who doesn't have any experience in computer science mm. at all are doing quite well mm. so yeah it's just a matter of being responsible and keeping on top of the work yeah, you can definitely sense. yeah it's easy to pick up things <laughs> very easy 
So, um, how has your like career aspiration changed from when you were little? Like, did you mm. always want to pursue like law and computer science, mm. or was it something different? Yeah. Or well, I have Asian parents, so <laughs> they, I feel like it's a stereotype. But yeah. like, a lo- I know a lot of Asian parents. They're like, you need to be a doctor because mm. it's like so cool and you earn a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So when I was little, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a doctor. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Um, but then I actually. Found it. I actually hate blood, so I was like, uh, "There's no way I can do uh, that. I can't do needles." Um, actually fainted during my COVID vaccination, oh so <laughs> I was like, "I can't. I can't be the one injecting someone." Um, and then in high school, I did a lot of like humanitarian groups, which we'll probably talk about later. Yeah. Um, mm. And that led me to firmly believe I really wanted to do law, and that's mm-hmm. been the same ever since. But computer science was kind of just like slapped in there because yeah. I really enjoyed science and yeah. I had always um, done quite well. I was like, oh, you know, well, if I'm going to do well in it, why not put it in my degree as well? Yeah. 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 So has like uni or like any experience in uni changed or strengthened your view mm. on your career or has it like mm. shifted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like this is me and a lot of students I know. Mm. Um, you do, you know, you go into uni knowing this is my degree, I'm going to get it. And then once you get to uni, (laughs) you start thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, Because it's very challenging. Mm -hmm. But um, with that, my mindset is, you know, I'm just going to focus on getting the degree first and then figure it out later. Because it's very hard to know years in advance, or not years, like three, four years later, what jobs will be available. So uh, yeah, my focus right now is on passing, getting good marks, and then um, just figuring it out later. Yeah, I think computer science is going to be like valuable, like mm. years into the future, like really with, in yeah. demand. Yeah, yeah. And with technology sure. like yeah. advancing so rapidly. Yeah, I think that will always be sort of more and more and more in demand. I guess. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, both of my parents actually work in computer science as oh, well. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. <laughs> like yeah. always working now, yeah. but it was like years ago they yeah. had so much time because it wasn't really like a yeah. big deal but now it's like they work until 12 a.m sometimes because oh. like it's demanding yeah um, definitely okay so grace you're also currently doing an internship at mm. aia so why aia since aia is an insurance company mm. company right yeah yeah so funny story actually both my parents work in it they also both work at aia oh. so uh, i was looking for work in the summer and my mom was like you should try get a job where you can actually like learn something and take something valuable away for like that can contribute to your studies and I was like I don't know how to get a job like that (laughs) yeah so my dad was just like asking around one day randomly and the his boss was like oh actually like we're looking for like an intern like maybe we'll interview Grace Mm. so um, I went to a pool of interviewees and they ended up picking me which was very lucky um (laughs) you deserved it oh thank you so much do you want to describe your like role perhaps and maybe yeah, what you do? What you do. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm basically labeled like the technology intern yeah. at AAA because behind each company there's actually like a lot of tech stuff that yes. goes on. You yeah. People yeah. need to run the website itself. People need to, when people want to change their insurance plan, the tech people have to like put it into the system and then make sure it's like automated and blah, blah, blah. Um, so the main project or like thing that I do is robotic process automation mm. or RPA, which is um, basically I automate tasks that a human would usually do right. so that they don't have to do them. And then it could just be done automatically yeah. by a robot. So yeah, obviously a human has to create the program, yeah. but then after that, like hours and hours of time is saved yeah, because it just happens in like 10 seconds yeah. instead of a yeah. human having to do it for an hour 
uh, I'm basically helping them to like automate the process of if a customer calls and is like, I want to change my life insurance plan, um, then that can be done automatically and put mm. into the system. So, and then the main thing, like, thing I use to create my programs is UiPath, which is like mm-hmm. one of the platforms you can use right. to do RPA. So mm-hmm. it's been very valuable. Did you learn that like in uni or what, did oh, you have no. to like pick that up yourself? <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought there would be overlap between yeah. the uni course and um, what I was doing in my internship, but there was none mm. at all. But it was the same concepts. Right. So yeah, different languages of code. But um, yeah, the two definitely overlap in ideas and like mm. conceptual thinking. And with this, did you have any resources or like websites you've used to help transfer into like mm. the program you're using for internship? Oh, you oh actually like YouTube, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube yeah. and Google. It's yeah. like lots of people joke like a computer science degree is just how good you can Google things. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like um, a lot of the time there's lots of websites that just mm. give you the answer or like not the answer but they tell you how to do things yeah. and because code is transferable you can copy and paste it and it yeah. still does the same thing for yeah. you yeah. so yeah i for my internship i learned a lot of my skills off google youtube and their official website and also my the person who's teaching me um michael is also like really really mm. smart yeah. so yeah yeah how do you think this internship has shifted like your perspective on what you want to like pursue in the future mm. like has it made you more like <laughs> certain that you will be keeping the computer science part of mm. law or like has it shifted it um it's made me realize computer science is actually very challenging once you get to like the like working stage yeah. um I'm still deciding whether to drop computer science next year or not because it's yeah. a very heavy part of my degree. But yeah. the internship is making me feel like, oh, I kind of want to keep it. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's a very helpful degree. Like, um, you can help a lot of companies make their processes faster and save time with that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's fine as well because, mm. you know, I think we're always expected to just know what we want to go into. Exactly. Like, you know, people yeah. always like, you know, what degree like, mm. do you want to study and stuff? But I think what's not often said is that there are so many times when people just change their minds or they just mm-hmm. go on a new path, like, entirely. That's so, so true. That's so Even, true. like, I know a bunch of uni students who have changed their degrees this yeah. year because if you get, like, three four years into yeah, a degree, degree yeah. and then you realize it's you've wasted a lot of time but Definitely. if you realize and then you act proactively yeah. then um you know not as much time is wasted mm. and it doesn't matter that like you know those few months or year that you lose yeah. isn't yeah. gonna make that much of a difference yeah, in yeah. the long run so we've also had in your high school years <laughs> you did run some like stem workshops yes. do you want to talk a little bit about yeah, that sure uh so yeah this was back in year 10 um back when i used to be in the steam program at westlake girls yeah. shout mm. out westlake girls <laughs> 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 so um we were split into groups of like three or four and we had to come up with a community project mm. uh, something that would benefit our community but also combine steam which is like science technology engineering math yeah arts yeah. maybe um <laughs> so yeah um and then our group came up with uh, a steam workshop so mm-hmm. the whole idea of it was to raise awareness about steam mm. and teach younger students what it was because yeah. it's a relatively new concept and like with young children mm-hmm. I, when i was in primary school i never no, no one ever told us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what steam was yeah. Yeah. um but it's so important because obviously steam like not a lot of women 
are in that, I guess you could say, community. Mm. So, yeah, we hosted for two primary schools, um, Milford and Wido, which are close to our school, and we invited a bunch of little kids in oh, <laughs> one day. They were yeah. so small. Um, yeah. And we had, like, a rotation, three, three-station rotation <laughs> workshop. Yes. So one of them was robotics and coding, so the kids got to code... Um, Mm. like make uh make robots perform a challenge and they were all sitting at the computers like coding oh, <laughs> it was yeah. adorable and i was like yeah. they're so smart <laughs> yeah. and then um another one was papertronics yeah. so the use of like wires and um led lights to mm. make like a cool like drawing or like a cool card yeah. so it was a lot of like creativity as well mm. and then the final one was a marble run so oh. basically making an obstacle course on the wall oh. dropping a marble in and then Ooh. like just seeing it slide down and like these kind of tasks like you'd think they'd be difficult like working with wires mm. and like mm. figuring out an electric circuit mm-hmm. but like these primary students could do it so mm. it was really inspirational yeah. so it's like oh my goodness like they're doing the stuff that we learned this year in high yeah, school. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah. just brought a lot of hope for me for like mm. the future mm. generations. Like they're all so smart. And it was like free for the kids as well. They, That's they amazing. Just, yeah. Did you just, guys like fund it? Like did West like provide all the yeah. like resources and stuff? Um, yeah, I can't actually remember. I think they had to bring their own lunch and like food on the day. Oh, yeah, but in terms of resources, like um Miss Tomas at the director of steam there was willing to provide all the resources Amazing. so yeah, yeah luckily we got off like cost free um <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's important for young kids to be exposed to like mm. you know steam and stuff a hundred percent i think it's a huge part of the thinking that's needed in the mm, future yes. world and to expose children to that young is so important because then they have that like idea in their minds from when they're little because like in the future I mean personally I see we're going to be using technology a lot yeah. more yeah. a lot more to yes. fix problems like global warming mm. climate change um, overpopulation sure. like a yeah. bunch of things yeah. even like I mean, Uber Eats is thinking of flying drones to deliver food, yeah, or like Amazon yes. now. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be huge. And yeah, I think even kids now, you see like in restaurants, they're like on their iPads. Yeah. Like yeah. while they eat. Yeah. It's yeah. like, All yeah. Take is going to yeah. be a huge part of their life. So they need to know what Steam is too. So would you say that like the lack of exposure to like Steam is like the biggest barrier in like stopping people from pursuing it? I think yes. Yeah. I think yes. Because, yeah. um, Obviously, if people don't know what it is, then yeah. they don't know what it is, yeah. and that's bad. Um, but yeah, I think a really important thing about STEAM is like the merging of all of the different components. So like, yes. it's not just science mm. by itself. It's not just engineering by itself. It's like yeah. combining like arts and science and like combining creativity and science, coming yeah. up with new ideas, yeah. which is exactly what we need. It's not like Definitely. learning from a textbook and copying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like thinking with your own ideas and improving things mm, yeah. so yeah. I think yeah that innovation part as well is so important that mm. and like people often think you know I'm just gonna sit at a computer and then code for the entire day or yeah. like you yeah. know I'm just gonna do maths for like eight hours straight but like <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I definitely agree with what you said like that creativity aspect is yeah. so important mm. for like future generations and like the mm. current problems that we're facing, like you mm. said, as well. Yeah. It's also very useful when you get to university because it's so it's they don't give you like the answers mm. if you're yeah. stuck, and yeah. they don't give you like, oh, this is what is in the marking schedule. Like yeah. you actually have to like sit there and think about what you're doing, and like mm. sometimes they give you questions that they haven't taught you the content. They just mm. expect you to like problem solve and figure yeah. it out yourself. Yeah. So also helpful in so that respect. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think the creativity part of it is like it really struck me because I actually went to Ingenuity Day at Auckland Uni,、mm. and one of my workshops was for software engineering. And I expected to be in front of a laptop to be coding <laughs> for that workshop, but instead we were led into like a room that like had no laptops inside, and、mm-hmm. the whole program was us designing a web interface. Like so, we weren't coding it, but we're thinking of like the all the like process behind、mm. the interface and how it would look to like the. Stakeholder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I found that really interesting.、Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think technology as well. It's not just like tech for tech's sake. Like、yeah. it is for people at the、yeah. end of the day. Like technology and people. Like with your degree, like it's viewed as like polar opposites, perhaps with、mm. the humanitarian subjects. But I think at the end of the day, technology is here to serve like people、mm-hmm. and to aid people as well. Yeah. yeah. So there definitely is that interconnection. Yeah, and with that, I think we move onto the extracurriculars because I actually have、mm. a question, Dan. Like,、yeah. so you're being involved in like groups like Amnesty, Girl Boss, and、mm. UNICEF Board Coordinator.、Yeah. So like, how do you think all these like how do you think、mm. these groups that focus on equity and social Justice could、mm. benefit from technology in the future.、Mm. Um, that's a really good question、yeah. as well. There's a lot I could say, <laughs>、yeah. um, but obviously, like most of these groups work with either human rights issues,、yeah. so like injustices that are happening. That's mainly、mm-hmm. MC, and UNICEF works with、um, countries that are facing like crises, like the Yemen crisis that's been going on for so long now. There's、mm, yeah. lack of yeah, and then Ukraine as well, and there's just a bunch of、yeah. things happening. Floods in Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's a very long list, and COVID as、yes. well has caused yes, a lot、yes. of issues, like for refugees. Like,、yeah. it's been hard for them to go into countries,、um, etc. I think a lot of the problems come from a lack of resources from、mm-hmm. the countries, like、yes. countries that aren't able to or aren't willing to provide people in need with like food or basic amenities, really. Yeah, so,、sure. technology could help in all sorts of ways,、yeah. um, whether it be I think people. Are like flying drones now, over, like over、yes. places to like see what's going on, yeah, yeah. and like also doing things like creating sustainable ways、mm. to get clean water,、yeah. creating、um, sustainable everything.、Mm. Yes. Basically,、yeah. I saw on like the internet the other day they made a new sort of like garbage capture、mm. in the ocean. So、mm. it's like a net sort of device. I'm not really sure how it works,、mm. and I think they're hoping to clean up the Pacific garbage patch, which if you <gasps> don't know. <laughs> A massive, like massive island、yeah. of just plastic in the middle of the, the ocean. ocean, and、yeah. I think they're planning on cleaning that up with、That's、this、cool. new device as well. So I've seen that.、Yeah. I really want to see that now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely, I think. Yeah,、mm. sustainability. I, thinking of that,、um, I was on TikTok. <laughs> out of all <laughs> platforms, there's this guy that had developed like worms that could eat plastic. Oh, oh I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's very, it's viral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like again, technology and science can just do amazing things like that、mm. and solve so many problems.、Mm. So yeah, the possibilities are honestly endless. Yeah. So、um, with that, Grace, you're really involved in other extracurriculars, and one of them is you and youth.、Mm. So you went from an HSA to an HSA、yep. manager, and now you're running for vice president. Yeah. Vote Grace Chan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we want to quickly explain what it is in case. Oh yeah. Okay. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. So you、yeah. and youth is a non-profit organization that organizes. Events for high school students and tertiary students sometimes,、yeah. and they basically students come together and discuss、mm. all sorts of like humanitarian crises and、um, resolutions that the 
actual UN has um, talked about. So could include things like the refugee crisis, could mm-hmm. include things like climate change, could include things like a bunch of the list yeah, goes yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's a various number of events that run at different levels. Some are just high school events, some are Auckland events, some are New Zealand events. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a high school ambassador, that's an HSA, at yeah. Westlake Girls, which is what Sawuli and Aurora are now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was amazing. I did that for two years and then I was off to uni where I Sign up to be the North Region Manager for HSAs. Yeah, but basically what high school ambassadors do is obviously role model for students, (laughs) role model, and also run like an in-school MUN, which you both of you did amazing on, by the way. Shout out. (laughs) So like, what was the biggest challenge you faced like in this whole process of getting people more involved in civics since like Mm. civics can sound quite daunting? I think... Yeah, the biggest challenge was definitely people were nervous and yeah. didn't, even if they attended, they often felt too nervous to speak. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think it all comes from the prep before the event and also yeah. making people feel welcome at the event. So beforehand, yeah. running a bunch of workshops is just walking through how it works. Um, but also on the day, not pressuring them to speak if they don't want to. Because yeah. um, mm-hmm. I did see that at a few events and the kids were feeling yeah. like, you know, a bit yeah. nervous. Yeah, and then in terms of outreach and getting to more schools, yeah. I think that's definitely, like, if I were to somehow get vice president, um, I think yes. I'd definitely work on that mm-hmm. because yes. um, there was a lot of schools that didn't come back this year as well. Oh. Um, like, yeah. they did it last year and then didn't do it again this year, so. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. like, definitely a struggle with yeah. a lot of things as well, like, yeah. even yeah. STEM engagement yeah. as well. It's, mm. like, reaching out to those those schools, those kids, trying to make them, like, comfortable and involved yeah. mm. and stuff I think yes. is really important even from personal experience mm-hmm. we can probably remember times where we were like you know stressed out about joining this new thing or like yes. having to speak at an event or something yeah. Yeah. so I definitely think having like yeah. a really like nice environment with yeah. like you said without pressuring you know the kids mm. I think that can really help them grow and then like mm. actively get involved with that community exactly. as well yeah, yeah. yeah. it makes so, them want to come back yeah. 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 yeah and with that I think COVID might have played a really big <laughs> role in like the schools because I think we were in lockdown for like months last year probably like Mm-hmm. Last year. Yeah. So, like, just on this note, so how do you think COVID has affected anything in like technology or like how mm. uni has been going? Mm. Yeah, I was talking to, I think I was talking to a law lecturer. Mm. Oh, no, it was someone smart, and he was <laughs> like, he basically roasted us and was like, the first year uni students until like year twelve in high school, year eleven in high school now have been performing the worst. Mm. In the, than other students in like the past 100 years or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh. Oh. And it was basically almost all down to COVID because yeah. um, we were forced to stay at home, learn online, yeah. it wasn't engaging, mm. or it wasn't engaging at first. Yeah. Um, and with tests being online at the end of the year, a lot of people just had this stuff with them, it was open book, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it definitely impacted not just me, but all students. Definitely. Like, I think all yeah. of our study habits have changed now. Yes. Like, we do almost <laughs> everything online and, yeah. like, for tests, like, with uni at least, it's open yeah. book. So a lot of students don't even really study until, like, the week before the mm, exam. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
it's definitely going to have like a long term effect on like our specific like four year four years of yeah. high school group. Yeah. Yes, things are slowly going back. Like mm. your exams are in person, right? Yeah, in person. Yes. Yeah. yeah, our ones are too. So yeah. I think in this entire experience as well we kind of saw how technology really helped us through yeah. this time oh yeah because yeah. even though the online like lectures were a bit boring but i still think the fact that covid happened now made it so much more like mm-hmm. i guess handle handleable mm. yeah. is that yeah. a word yeah. <laughs> if it had happened perhaps like, like even like last decade when yeah. like the technology wasn't so advanced that's so i yeah. totally agree actually i didn't even focus on that positive yeah. aspect but yeah. that's so no, true no. and like even in terms of the vaccine they rolled that out reasonably really quickly quick. technology has helped with stopping COVID a lot yeah. so yeah in that respect it's also really yeah. good it's just unfortunate that the whole thing had to happen mm. but, yeah. yeah yeah but i think in a way it's also good because it's made us like put a bigger emphasis on like the technology that already exists like yeah. zoom exists existed like ages ago but no one mm. really used it until yeah, COVID came. Yeah. Yeah. and i know of like companies or organizations who have days where people work from home now because yeah. they, they realize that mm. it's more efficient mm. so they have like i think amnesty is one where they have two days where everyone comes in and work in office mm. and the rest they just do it at mm. home if they can. that's really but, good yeah. and like even simple things like transport like you don't have to waste get yeah. like gas money and yeah. actually yeah. burn gas so. Yeah. so like obviously there's a lot of upsides to technology as we mm-hmm. just discussed but how do you think this rapidly developing like technology is mm. i guess both harmful and beneficial to perhaps mm. low more low income families mm. that's a really good question um again i could say a lot about this mm, but yeah. i think one thing that it's yeah it can be very harmful because those who are fortunate enough to buy devices are you know um succeeding quickly they mm. yes, also for sure. like almost exponential, exponential. <laughs> yeah and yeah. then it's the opposite direction yes. for the other side because they don't have those resources yeah. and um, while people are getting faster at learning because they have Google those people don't have that yeah. and like putting my law hat on <laughs> um, I was learning about this actually people who live in those areas where there's low decile schools there's not as many it's dangerous in the neighborhood yeah. it's disproportionately Maori and Pacifica people yeah. and that actually comes from like systemic racism at the end yeah. of the day yeah. like yeah. the yeah. fact that it's a cycle of poverty it's a cycle yeah. of being born into a family that is affiliated with gangs mm-hmm. because they had no other option than to mm-hmm. join a gang so that they actually had people that were there to support them because the state wasn't there yeah Mm. that all comes from like the state and like legislation that is inherently racist Mm -hmm. years and years and years like centuries of oppression um so yeah it's a very very like it goes very far back but i think that has all ultimately lead to led to them being like behind basically Mm. um and not having the same opportunities and not having the same not being able to get a job because they've been discriminated against in early education and kicked yeah. out etc yeah. etc so yeah i think there are ways that we can help but ultimately the end of the day needs to come from the government and the state and them yes. showing that they can actually like provide adequate support to these people yes. um and not discriminate mm. against them because yeah. yeah they are like the ultimate power at the end of the day but that was like a very long <laughs> yeah. answer no, to no i think that's a really yeah. good answer yeah i think yeah. that's also like really interesting because here we see the relation between like the humanitarian aspects mm. of the world and like the stem subjects of the world yeah. where mm. whereas people usually categorize them as two different like aspects mm. they actually interlink yeah a lot sure. and like yeah you're seeing like changes like 
during COVID, I think the government was giving out, or like some schools were provided with computers to work from home, mm. and like um, if they didn't have Wi-Fi, then they were excused from some things. Yeah. But as a lot more needs to be done than that. Yes, um, agreed. And another thing is like obviously as a female in the industry, <laughs> have you ever suffered any like discrimination or perhaps barriers simply because of your gender? Mm. Um, working the internship, I'd say no. Yes, yeah. because I don't. I kind of think it's an age thing. They're like, oh, she's young, so yeah. we'll treat her nicely because yeah. she doesn't have that much experience. Like she's learning. Yeah. And other than that, I've never really had it like a technology job. But I will say, like, when my mum went to university here mm. and she was she was studying her like I think information software or something, yeah. something tech degree. She was like the only woman in her class. Yeah. Yeah. Today, when I go to uni and I sit in the comp sci lecture, it's still almost like that. Like, yeah. there's so many men in the class, yeah. and then there's like five girls who sit yeah. like spread around the class. But yeah. it was a lot better than yeah. before. Yeah. A yeah. lot better. Agreed. And yeah. like, even just looking at like the digital sciences class at, at your school, yeah. like, mm. there's girls in the class, right? Because <laughs> we don't have programming for um, IB, but I did oh, right. programming in NCA level one, and there mm. were three girls. <gasps> four, four girls, four girls, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Oh, it's different because I went yeah. to like girls, so there's yeah. only girls. Oh, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Um, but I think um, there are so many more opportunities for mm-hmm. women these days. Yes. Like, I'm applying to like universities with scholarships and stuff. Yeah. They have so many scholarships for like mm-hmm. women in engineering okay. degrees. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that's something which is really like you know progressing mm. like involvement and also opportunity into this field mm. but i also definitely think there's a sort of like like if you think of an engineer or like a computer programmer think. i think inherently a lot of us will just instinctively think of a, a male persona yeah. perhaps and how this could negatively affect maybe yeah. job opportunities or like you know mm. wage gap just because of your gender when you could do mm. that job just as well as any male i yeah. think but as I said, I think there are so many more opportunities mm-hmm, in getting mm-hmm. a woman involved in like yeah. STEM and stuff. At the University of Canterbury, they had a woman in engineering camp, which I went to like earlier this oh, year. Yeah. Thank you. And it was specifically <laughs> aimed at women mm-hmm. to get them more involved and more like engaged, mm-hmm. perhaps, yeah. in um, you know this typically male-dominated industries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's stuff at like other universities. I think UA has like a woman in STEM or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 They, oh, they, you has like women in law, women in science, women in everything. <laughs> yes. like, yes, they have a committee yeah. for everything, yeah. which is amazing. I think. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of work has been done and um, you're definitely seeing more women going into yeah. subjects mm. like STEM. And, but I also think about like the pay disparity, like yeah. the pay gap yeah. and it makes like the same sense. job but like <laughs> yeah, the gap in pay. Exactly. Yeah. What's your opinion on when people say that women are more inclined towards like the humanitarian subjects and mm. then males are more inclined towards like, you know, computer science and like mm. maths and all that stuff? I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's Agreed. stupid. Because yeah. Yeah. there's guys who can go into law, yeah. there's girls who can go into STEAM. Yeah. At the end of the day, it just comes down to what you like, really. Yeah. It has nothing yeah. to do with gender, it has nothing to do with race, yeah. which is another thing. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. there's a thing that like white people are just employed more, Pakia yeah. people are just employed more. And that's getting better a lot a lot better yeah. today as well. Huh. But um, yeah. I think it, it just comes down to an individual person and what yeah. their interests are yeah. and what they're good at. Yeah, people who say that are just 
stereotyping yeah. <laughs> and Agreed. just Agreed. being silly. Yeah. yeah. I think anyone, whoever you are, should be able to pursue whatever. However you, you identify, exactly. yeah. you know, however you perceive yourself, you should be able to go after mm. any yeah. dream that you want to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Listen to that, people. Yeah. This podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also okay if like your aspirations change over time. Like mm. personally, I was really good at the sciences in my junior years, but now humanities <laughs> is my thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so yeah. it's not really a mold. Yeah. You have to confine yourself. Yeah. To. Well, like exactly. with with Grace, you can yeah. even go after both. <laughs> yeah. Go after both. So, so yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. the thing they can mix as well. Mm. Yeah. Scientists need lawyers more and more every now uh, yeah. nowadays, and mm. it's the same yeah. other way around. Yeah. So yeah. It can definitely go both ways. Yeah. So if you oh, have yeah. one piece of advice mm-hmm. you can give to people listening to this podcast, it could be on anything. What would it be? I would say. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> yeah. I remember being pretty miserable by the time I had done five years of high school. Yeah. But yeah, it gets a lot better and it passes by very quickly. Yeah. Like in the blink of an eye. You were in year nine, now you're in year 13, you're about to yeah. graduate. So do make the most of it while you're there because yeah. there's a yeah. lot of opportunities and there's a lot of growth. You yeah. grow so much in high school. Mm. But just know that also university is a fun time. You're not going from one difficult thing to another difficult thing (laughs) you will enjoy your future and you'll reap the benefits of what you sowed in high school so proud of you all keep going thank you so much for coming in today thank you so much for having me and thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode another one will be up soon so stay tuned for that Make sure to check out our website and our social medias, which will be linked down in the description of this episode. Make sure to follow and download. Bye!